0: Hello, witches. It's a Stevie Nicks podcast
1: where we discuss all things Stevie. I'm Leslie. I'm Melinda. And today we'll be talking about Stevie's recent life events, both large and small. We'll have an in-depth conversation about Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Uh, We'll also be talking about Stevie's power over women, including Chrissy Hine. And finally, we're going to be rolling out our new corrections slash apology segment.
0: It's that time of the week again, my favorite time of the week, where we get to talk about Stevie
1: Nicks for however long we feel like. Yeah, Leslie, it was a busy week for Stevie Nicks. She went to the eye doctor. My (laughs) mom is one year older than Stevie Nicks, and she went to the hearing doctor. So uh, yeah, girls on the go, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, also this week, uh, unfortunately, Peter Green died.
1: Yeah. From the
0: original version of Fleetwood Mac.
1: Originally, Fleetwood Mac was known as Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac, which is really a magnanimous thing uh, for this guy to do, considering that he was kind of on par with Clapton. Uh, He came from a band that Clapton actually took his vacated seat for. So he was right up there and uh, he had a lot of humility and a lot of pride in the band. He named the band after the drummer, Mick Fleetwood. and. The bassist John McVie, so really cool guy. It's really sad that he's gone, and Stevie felt very sad that she never got the chance to perform with him.
0: He's a really he's a really good guitar player, really interesting guitar player.
1: Yeah, well, they're coming out with a box set of all the pre Stevie blues band jams of Fleetwood Mac. So that's going to be a really rewarding catch up for those of us who weren't even born yet for that time period. Right.
0: Also, one thing I want to point out for anyone who hasn't seen it, there's a interview with some of the Fleetwood Mac crew. And we'll put a link in the bio and Instagram channel, Hello Witches Podcast. That's our Instagram. There is Stevie's road manager. And I know Christine's assistant, there are a few other people, and I meant to write that down, and I forgot to. But it was fairly interesting. I think it's like seven minutes long, if that. And apparently, Christine McVie's assistant was supposed to go on tour with Stevie this year, just for her, her some of her festivals, the one-offs. But clearly, mm. that's not happening. But I found it pretty interesting. You know, it's quick. It was a quick watch. It's just a little video, and I'll put the link up on the Instagram.
1: So, what was the main takeaway from that video? I mean, there I don't really just think there was a bunch main... of guys.
0: it wasn't really a main takeaway it's kind of like yeah how the crew is when they're touring Mm -hmm. it was just like I said it was seven minutes just a short little quick thing and then also I think this week or maybe it was last week Jenny Boyd uh Mick's ex-wife came out with a book I have not read it I probably Mm. will at some point but you've read a lot of
1: books about Stevie Nicks though
0: I have but most of it I don't remember and (laughs) (laughs) a lot of it I thought a lot of it is inaccurate and it's kind of the same thing over and over again, you know. I don't, I don't really want to hear about rumors again, you know. I know about. I, I'm not, I'm not fascinated by Lindsay and Stevie's relationship, uh, you mm. know. I think there's some fans who are really into that, and mm. I, I, you know, it's like, wow, they broke up a long time ago, and they still have to work together or used to.
1: I feel so sorry for both of them. That's got to be absolutely brutal. True. When I break up with I, somebody, I just, I just move. I, I leave town and I start a new life. It's like being in the witness protection program. I become a new person. None of that stuff happened.
0: I'm the opposite. When I break up with someone, I then become really good friends with them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, looks like Stevie and Lindsay like basically stayed in each obviously had to stay in each other's spheres, almost as like an enemy-ish kind of rivalry slash love-hate. Uh, fisticuffs of the heart uh, it's messed up I, I, I that's just the worst possible scenario I think but they probably obviously a lot came out of it and I know people are fascinated with it because it is it's a little different you have to admit you know you're on one end of the spectrum and I'm on the other and these guys are on a whole different plane of hatred and 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 camaraderie and I can't even imagine what that would be like.
0: Well, I think I, I I'm not in their relationship, and again, I don't care. But I think <laughs> well, it's Lindsay we all know or that's just...
1: why they broke up because of you. I mean, come on, everyone no, knows right. that now. <laughs> <Yeah. right? laughs>
0: I, I I think I wish I think if if Lindsay had just been more decent and less controlling, there wouldn't mm-hmm. be a problem. Like from what I've seen, Stevie is still friends with all of her exes except for Lindsay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that should tell you something. You know, I, I think she had enough. And also, again, I've read books by produced by you know producers the producer of rumors and you know he was violent towards him so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know yeah. i think lindsay could have been better and then it didn't have to be this way yeah probably pretty jealous of her success
1: have you ever heard the rumor that that uh lindsay buckingham and stevie nicks were the characters in the song life in the fast lane have you ever heard that
0: no i haven't but that doesn't mean that it isn't out there <laughs> or that i haven't forgotten it <laughs>
1: Um, okay, uh, I actually like listened to that, uh, obviously, everybody has, but with that filter of okay let's this this is about Stevie and Lindsay. The lyrics you know, he had a reputation a uh, nasty reputation as a cruel dude. They said he was ruthless, they said he was crude. I'm like, ooh ooh, ooh, ouch, ouch, that does sound like Lindsay. ruthless, I don't know. Oh, well, to her, he was probably an
0: amalgamation of everyone during that time.
1: Could have been, could have been. I mean, God. basically, people who do a lot of cocaine—they they don't. They're not sweethearts, you know. After a while, they're—they're—they're they're, they're not little rays of sunshine. They get a little nasty. I mean, it could. You're right. Could be anybody, and I don't yeah. want to get sued by Lindsey Buckingham or Don Henley yeah. or
0: Yeah, let's not do that.
1: It's, it's just some guy, some mean guy who does too much blow. California was full of them.
0: Yeah, and going back to uh, Jenny Boyd's book, uh, wow. she talks about Stevie hooking up with Mick when she was with Mick, and mm-hmm. I guess just talks about how she's forgiven Stevie and everything's cool now. But it reminded me of, you know, a few times in the books that I've read, and I can't cite exact quotes right now, but it seems like... I think one one of the books was Lindsay's girlfriend's book. It seems like all the women who Stevie May or may not hook up with their husbands or have hooked up with their husbands or boyfriends, at the end of the day those women seem more concerned that Stevie won't like them <laughs> than they care that they she's <laughs> had sex with their husbands or boyfriends.
1: You know? <laughs> it's almost like they have company coming over. A husband being kind of the 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 place. <laughs> 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 okay, oh I'm so sorry that guy was a mess uh, I, I if I'd known you were coming, I would have done a better <laughs> job with him. Uh, Stevie, please don't hate me uh, yeah. Try my new boyfriend. he's way better.
0: yeah that's it's pretty powerful when when other women are worried that the woman who may be fooled around with their boyfriend or husband doesn't is gonna
1: feel something about them you know yeah. well exactly yeah yeah I'm so sorry the place is a mess. Please come back yes. later. Very good. <laughs> the power of stevie nicks no yeah everybody loves stevie Uh, men love stevie women love stevie she just pretty much takes what she likes and we just hope that she is pleased uh, with the bounty i suppose like a sacrifice to a goddess
0: (laughs) i think that's it for the stevie news for the week updates from the last podcast so the last podcast we talked about the um Belladonna cover. Mm. And I referred to the bird as a dove, which
1: if and then I was looking I at said, the cover, <laughs> I would know was wrong. <laughs> well, you need your glasses. You probably weren't wearing oh them. Oh my God. It was, it, and I said it was a parrot and that's not 100% correct either. Yes. It, it was a cockatoo. Or cockatiel. I'm not sure what the difference is. Cockatoo, actually, because I did look it up because I was like horrified that I'd gotten that wrong. Me too. Yeah. So no, I know exactly what that thing is. It's a freaking cockatoo.
0: Yes, it's a cockatoo. It's um, Stevie Nicks' brother's cockatoo. His name is Max Wellington.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's Max Wellington. And I
0: knew that. I... I, I actually read that before, but it's been so long that I've forgotten it. Because well, I, yeah, over time, well, you read every TV article ever, and my brain is just starting letting go of some of that stuff. I actually you, am going to have to read up on things now before we talk about something specific, especially if it's visual. I'm not a very visual person.
1: Hmm. I'm more for the music. The parrot actually was listed in the album credits, And I It's a cockatoo. You're calling yes, it a parrot again. It. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Something terrible is going to happen to me now. And it's gonna be something like from the birds movie. Only it's gonna be all cockatoos <laughs> and they're gonna be furious with me. This is led by Max Wellington, who is most likely still alive. Well still alive. Alive. Will, out- will outlive us all. Just you wait. But uh yeah, he's listed in the album credits. So he's a star. I saw the name and I just assumed it was a roadie. Some British a guy drug dealer. You know, <laughs> somebody. British- yeah, it does, doesn't it? He should have like a little monocle. It would look really cool. He should have uh, his own solo album.
0: He might have his own solo album. We should make that.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, do, we'll do the Ed- Edge of Seventeen song that we've already written, you know. Caca, baby. Caca. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, So do we want to talk about my birthday present?
1: Your birthday. Um, your birthday. I celebrated your birthday. I played your favorite Stevie Nicks album. I played your f- favorite Fleetwood Mac album, The White Album. Belladonna is your favorite Stevie Nicks album. Last I checked, yes, that's true. I played both of those. Uh, I went on Facebook. I found the best gift that I, that available of Stevie Nicks raising a toast, where and she was even wearing a witch hat. Yeah, that And was it took great. a very long time to find that one. Uh, I don't even want to go into how long that took. <laughs> uh, and then it was, and then I was like trying to think of the best uh, caption for it uh, and while I was doing this this is bizarre but I have a, a radio station that randomly plays uh, hits from California in the 70s uh, they play everything and while I was doing this gold dust woman came on Leslie gold dust woman okay, oh, wow. okay. yeah and then I said to myself as I Pressed the enter to put that gif on Facebook for you. I said, "Rock on, Ancient Queen! Happy birthday!" (laughs) Boom! (laughs) Happy birthday! So you got like a puzzle for your birthday? Is that what? Yeah. So
0: that's what I wanted to talk about. So a friend of mine who's a um, graphic designer took all of Stevie's albums and made a image of that and then sent it off to a puzzle company. Mm. And they made a puzzle of um, basically all of her album covers. So I'm working on that oh, now. Cool. It's going to be like the fastest thousand piece puzzle I've ever put together. You've
1: already got this memorized.
0: Yeah. I mean, it. yeah, that's, that was pretty great. I'm going to put a, a picture of that up on Instagram, not the completed puzzle because while I will do it quickly, I have other things to do in life at the moment, but um, I'll show you the, the puzzle
1: box cool excellent excellent
0: so let's get back into talking about uh belladonna because we're (laughs) still talking about that album
1: yeah let's go back in time to 1981 belladonna was released on july 27th which we're recording on the 28th uh but july 27th 1981 it was ronald reagan's first year of presidency Uh, he got shot a few months later Yeah. And uh, also the Smurfs first appeared on television in North America. And that did rock my household more than Ronald Reagan's (laughs) attempted assassination. We were beset by small blue figurines. They all smelled very, very, very cool smelling things. I I don't want I was in a Smurf huffing phase at the time. Uh, uh, Yeah. 1981 smells like a Smurf to me. Wow. some people out there know what I'm talking about. I'm sure of it. Uh, other songs on the top 10, uh, when this album came out, Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes and Jessie's Girl by Rick Springfield.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the interesting things about the timing of this album is that a few days after this album was released on August 1st, MTV kicked off, you know, the 24 hour, back when it used to be 24 hours worth of music. And there wasn't a lot of, there weren't a lot of videos at that, to, at that time. Luckily, uh, Stevie and Tom Petty had made the Stop Dragging My Heart Around video just in time for it to be one of the few videos that MTV could play over and over again all day uh, and all night. Yeah. Uh,
1: she so some also, luck there. She also came out with a very rarely seen video for Edge of 17, which is unbelievably bad. Bad. Yeah. Yes. But I can't stop watching it. I love it.
0: Yeah, that video... Uh, I never saw that video air on MTV. I don't know if it just did once.
1: I don't, yeah. Did you remember seeing it on MTV? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get MTV until later. Uh, I think I got it in 1985. I started seeing videos in 1983 when they had Friday night videos uh, on network television. And I got to see "Stand Back and the Gypsy video. So uh, we could talk more about that particular video at some point, because it is fascinating
0: and yeah, it's, strange it's and bad. poorly made. Right. And I maybe it aired, I don't know, we could look it up. And I'm sure there's someone out there listening who knows this completely and is just yelling at the podcast right now. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. A> nation <laughs> of screams have erupted. Yeah. Okay, the week of August 1st, Stop Dragging My Heart Around, appeared in the top 40 at number 38. By August twenty second, it was number six, and then bumped up to uh, number three. "Endless Love" and "The Greatest American American Hero" were consistently in front of Stevie's single, which is—it's kind travesty. of honesty. I know it is <laughs> "Endless Love." Oh,
0: I'm sorry. I get "Endless Love." I, you know Diana Ross, Lionel Richie, but yeah. "The Greatest American Hero" soundtrack or excuse me, song theme song. Come Believe on, it or not, I'm walking on air. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there probably i would i would think any millennial would have no idea what song that is
1: because it really exactly. didn't go on to do anything so obscure i mean nobody plays that I, I listen to a lot of classic radio because new music frightens me and uh yeah i never hear that song it's tied in with a tv show or something yes exactly so it only, okay. i think it's only popular because the tv show was popular Right. yeah tv theme songs uh, kids out there TV theme songs were often in the top 40. Remember, or at least on radio, uh, regular airplay, like the Cheers theme song. Remember that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. I did. I heard
1: it on the radio and the WKRP theme song also on the radio. But I was in Ohio, so a lot of people got into WKRP in Cincinnati. And yeah, we got that on the radio a lot, too.
0: Last week, we talked about Belladonna and Kind of Woman. Let's talk about... Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that song? Is it like in one of your top 10 or how do you feel about
1: it? I enjoy it. It's a rocker, instantly singable, you know, on your car radio, crank it. Uh, it's not something that I want played at my funeral, but it's still a rocking good song. And it, it's fun to hear once as a Stevie Nicks fan, uh, looking, knowing as much as I do about how much she loved Tom Petty. And uh, knowing how that finally came to fruition for her, uh, it was a, a wonderful little story. But, you know, that's a good song. It's a good rocker. Uh, it's better It's as a duet, way better than Endless Love. I'm sorry. Way better. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, so, you know, the backstory on that, for those who don't know, is that Stevie was a huge Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers fan. And about three years before this recorded, had, or two or three years, had started sort of hitting Tom up for, hey, I want you to write me a song. And eventually she sat down with Tom Petty and, well, Tom Petty had written this song called The Insider and was going to give that to Stevie, but decided he liked it so much he's going to keep it for himself. And they actually sung it together and he put it on uh, his uh, the heartbreaker album, Hard Promises. That, by the way, is one of my favorite songs in the world, Insider insider
1: it's a very good song it's a very good song
0: Um, when they're as they're recording belladonna they find out stevie and jimmy ivine find out they're not going to be able to get the insider song so he asked tom petty for stop dragging my heart around which jimmy ivine had heard before and it wasn't a duet so basically they put it up to stevie they all sat around and and sang it saw how it would work out as a duet yeah it worked i think better i've heard the original which you can find i think on youtube mike campbell put it up there like in the last week or two with just sort of how it was before oh and the original demo is somewhere on youtube as well it's on one of the albums and I can't remember which one. Yeah, Stevie and her crew brought in like a
1: whole other level of
0: harmonies and they added little things to the song.
1: What what amazes what I really find kind of touching about this particular song is coming from the backstory uh that I found at a website called ultimateclassicrock.com. This is tells this great story about how when Stevie met with Tom Petty's producer, Jimmy Iovine, and there's a quote here that says, so can I make like a Tom Petty girl album? <laughs> <laughs> I love that because that tells you just how much she was loved him and was obsessed yeah. with him. And Tom Petty said that as early as 1978, Stevie Nicks was trying to get in touch with him. She just right. instantly had this affinity for him and his music. And like I said, that was like, The first thing out of her mouth was, I want to make a Tom Petty album. (laughs) She was a super fan. Uh, uh, The same article says that when Tom Petty would show up at Iavine's place to listen to mixes and playbacks, uh, she actually hid in the basement trying to be unobtrusive as Iavine and Petty worked. And uh, Iavine describes this and he mimes taking notes and he says that she was like a reporter like a secret reporter at the White House so I just I just love this 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 rock and roll goddess that we both and many people think so highly of and, and is so untouchable is basically stalking Tom Petty who was you know when you think of the caliber of rock st- Stardom here. He was just a young Turk, and she was already a goddess. And I just love that. I just think that's so freaking adorable. It's that human side of Stevie Nicks that we, when we catch a glimpse of it, we're we're stunned and sometimes enchanted.
0: Yeah, this was the stop dragging my heart around. Top dollar, number three on the charts, and it was one that Jimmy iveen wanted because when he listened to Belladonna and the songs they had so far he didn't really see like that single um the big smash hit of yeah, the album yeah why he didn't see that as edge of 17 i don't know but i yeah, have he didn't no really idea. That, see
1: that. That, that that when i heard that he didn't hear a single on that album and knowing edge of 17 was on there and i, I it was flabbergasting. I was like this guy is supposed yeah. to be mr mogul <laughs> he didn't catch that but that's okay but yeah you're right he he didn't hear it so that's why we have start stop dragging my heart around and I think there wasn't there like a battle royale between her and Iavine about her having a song that she didn't write on her album not for not not for uh, I don't think so not with Tom Petty well I, mean, I, I she I read that there was like a little it was like a little chuff she was a little chuffed uh, because she felt like all her songs were strong. And many of these songs it, come from almost a decade of writing. Her coming to this as her big statement, her big solo album. And then Jimmy Iovine saying, oh, well, you don't have a single. Let's do a Tom Petty song, which I think pro- obviously softened the blow. It was a good move on his part, picking a Tom Petty song. Well, yeah, <laughs> she already been for one him. for years. Yeah, she <laughs> already wanted one. So master gamesmanship on Ayavine's part there, but yeah, she she if I think it's in the Belladonna liner notes where she was she was a little bit uh, mad about that, and uh, she had a song that she wanted on the album that he said no let's put stop dragging my heart around on it you can take this other song it can be a hit on your next album which I would love to know which song that is
0: yeah there was ju- at some point Julia was supposed to be on one of the albums or. Yeah, Julia.
1: Fair enough. But yeah, there was a little bit of a battle of the gods, a uh, low-key battle of the gods between Iavine and Stevie Nicks about that being the single.
0: Well, it turned out well in the end, you know, making Absolutely. it to number three. I mean, getting all that play on MTV. And um, well, it worked out in the end because they had a hit single on their hands that catapulted Belladonna and made people
1: listen to the rest of the album. That single has lived on for a long time. And in fact, I... Uh, Googled it and saw a bu- a bunch of people have covered it as recently as 2013. It looked like one of the so- sons of the Almond Brothers was doing a duet with Samantha Fish, covering that song. It's gonna. It has some staying power too.
0: I've heard that song so much that I don't know how I feel about it anymore. Like I don't need to hear it again. I think that's where I. It's good. I love the work that Stevie. Did on that song I mean I love the song but I don't need to mm-hmm. hear it again for a long time probably it's just so much I feel the same way about Landslide I don't first of all I don't want to hear another person who's not Stevie Nicks do Landslide I've heard it covered a million times mm-hmm. and I've just heard that song so many times that it's hard to even feel it anymore you've got Landslide fatigue I do I have Landslide fatigue um, but I, I want to say I did see and probably anyone else who went to see Stevie on her last solo tour with Chrissy Hine That Stevie and Chrissy Hine perform, Stop Dragging My Heart, around together. That's cute. Yeah, it didn't sound that great, you know? Those (laughs) two voices don't exactly uh, mesh together, Mm -hmm. but it was fun. It was really fun to watch them both um, do that song.
1: Like... Like a fan fave moment. Yeah. It's it yeah. kind of beside the point, beside the point, what it actually right. sounds like. It's just the fact that they're actually doing it. And I'm sure every lesbian in the audience was dying. <laughs> I would have died. He would have had to drag me out by my heels. I would have oh, died. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That would be so cool. Yeah,
0: I thought it was I would have loved fun. that. Yeah. Um, And Chrissy Hine, did you ever see the interview with Chrissy Hine and Stevie Nicks, the Australian interview? Hmm. Mm-mm. Oh, you got to watch that! How could you have not have seen that? We're gonna have to talk after this
1: because oh, I'm in trouble. It, okay, <sighs> I don't know if you know very much about Christy Hine, but she's not she's a very. She's an intense personality.
0: She's not very. She doesn't necessarily like a lot of people, and so anyway, let me get back. Well, to Well, that's the part idea. of her
1: rock persona, right? She, right, can, you know, it's being a badass.
0: Yeah, and she cares right? that. For, my understanding is. If you just come up to her and you're like, hey, she would be like, what? Like, so she's like, what the
1: hell do you want?
0: Exactly. She carries that around. Whereas most people just, you know, that's just a thing, an attitude. It's not something they have day to day. But this interview has, um, it's it's a promo for Stevie and Chrissy touring. And Chrissy is taken by Stevie 100%. She is giddy, Mm -hmm. she is just talking effusively about Stevie. She's touching no her hands. She's losing she, her shit. It I've never seen uh, not that Chrissy Hyde and I are friends, but I've never seen Chrissy Hyde like that ever.
1: I so, that is not the persona that she projects at any minute. Ever. <laughs> You've gotta see this. I can't believe it's this oh interview. God, I'd have to see this. You do. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's it's really good. So I, it was just like the power of Stevie Nicks, man. She even like tamed Chrissy. She t- Hyde.
1: I was going to say, "Yeah, she tamed the lion." Wow. Yeah,
0: I felt like any minute Chrissy Hyde, who is a straight lady, was going to ask Stevie to marry her. It was that you know, it was it was that intense. Wow,
1: oh, that's amazing. They should have done like I got the, the uh, I got you babe. Remember, remember when she did that with UB forty?
0: Yes, I hated that.
1: I hated it, too.
0: Okay, good.
1: <laughs> that is correct. I bet, I bet Chrissy hated it as well.
0: I don't know. I, she probably didn't.
1: She she probably. hates a lot of things. So.
0: That's true. If she, if she doesn't hate it now, she'll hate it later.
1: She, eventually, she'll come out and, and say how many things that she's done that she's hated. And yes. how, how Everybody that loves her, she hates them, too. And
0: she's already written her biography, but it would be awesome if she would write another one that is just like 12 bullet points i hate this uh, i hate that i hate that. An update <laughs> I hate that last one i love stevie nicks <laughs> that's
1: awesome i must see this that's fantastic
0: oh one more thing about um belladonna there are some great videos of, of stevie and everyone recording the songs or some of the songs from belladonna on the crystal visions dvd oh i'm a, I'm assuming archival footage, yeah, or from 1980. Really, is probably when they were making this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Anyway, there's cool. lots of lots lots of good videos on that um, DVD in general, and but the, specifically, I really like some of the recordings that went on um, during Belladonna. Okay, thanks for listening, everyone. Next week, uh, more on Belladonna. I'm sure Stevie will have maybe another doctor's appointment that we can <laughs> talk about. <laughs> And Melinda and I will discuss our origin stories.
1: That's right. We go way back.
0: We do. And you can contact us at hellowitchespodcast at gmail.com. And check out, um, as I've said like two times before already, our Instagram at hellowitchespodcast.